Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm honored to share some time with Dr. Dane here, co-creator of Access Consciousness and author of Body Whispering, amongst many other things. What if starting a conversation with your body could be the beginning of the best friendship you've ever had? If you're desiring a deeper understanding of your body and looking to achieve more harmony with it, you definitely want to read Body Whispering. Dr. Dane, it's so great to have you back on Anxiety Slayer. And I could get into your bio and, and it could take up the next five minutes, but here's what I want everyone to know. You are amazing. You are a renowned author. You are the co-creator of Access Consciousness for over 20 years, and you have been helping so many people all around the world, including me. And I just couldn't be more grateful to have you join us today. Thank you. Jan, thank you so much. It is truly an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Yay! Yay! Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so most of our listeners reach out to Ananga and I, I would say almost every day, worried about the sensations that they're feeling in their bodies when they start to get anxious or when they feel an anxiety attack coming on, or maybe they just have a sour stomach or heart palpitations or nausea, and the list goes on and on. But it is the number one concern that we hear from our listeners that, you know, what, what do I do? And it sends them to the ER and it, yeah. and it causes all of this health anxiety. And so as I was reading the book, reading Body Whispering, I was like, oh, who does this belong to is probably a place I want to start with, with mm -hmm. Dane when we talk, but certainly take us where you want to go. Well, it's an interesting time we're living in, as we all know. Um, and what I found about those who experience anxiety is the huge majority of them, meaning over 90%, okay, probably over 99%, somewhere in the 99% range, yeah. uh, tend to be highly sensitive, highly aware individuals who have never been given a reference point for that much awareness. Nobody's ever told them. and you know, and they're the ones that are, that are like these, oftentimes these sweet creatures, or at least they started life as, as these really sweet creatures who just wanted everybody to feel better and wanted everybody to be healed. And they have such a high level of emotional sensitivity that the, it seems like an overwhelm to be that aware and nobody else is talking about it from this place that it's actually an awareness awareness is actually a capacity <clears throat> and so if we just turn the uh, turn the spotlight here in the lighthouse just a little bit well that also applies to our bodies and we have a lot of people having a lot of stuff go on with their bodies right now and and it's an interesting thing because a lot of it seems a lot of it is there's a lot of fear which is one of the things that if you if you take fear fear itself creates anxiety but if you take that and amp it up a step or two or ten it then becomes bordering on paranoia which is a very high state of anxiety and what that that's one of the things if you look at what that does to our bodies physiologically hormonally etc and I'm sure you've had many other people discussing those aspects of it, so I won't, I'll just acknowledge that it's there. What that then creates is, is this sort of ramping up because anytime, like if you, 
think about it this way. If you've had one of those days where you wake up and you're in a great mood, everything is working, everything looks beautiful and everything looks possible. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. But if you wake up on one of those mornings where, you know, you hit the snooze alarm 27 times, you don't want to get out of bed, you've got massive anxiety, everything is seen through that lens. And so there's, well, probably many, but at least two conversations going on right here. One is that people's level of sensitivity is not just mental, it's also physical. It's a they and their body combination who have this level of sensitivity. And we have never been told that, hey, you're extremely aware. What if you're aware of this? What if it's not actually yours? And so this is the conversation about who does this belong to? And then the other aspect of this is the lens through which we view reality determines the reality we see. So if you're looking through red glasses, everything looks red. If you're looking through blue glasses, everything looks blue. We can figure that out. But if you're looking through the lens of anxiety, everything adds to anxiety. If you're looking through the lens of peace and space, everything seems ease, peace, and space. And how do we change that is really the conversation. It starts with the awareness, but also the awareness that, hey, whatever point of view we're taking that day, whatever lens we're looking through is going to determine what shows up. How do we get ourselves to look through our own lens of reality? And if anything, what's going on in the world and what's going on with people's bodies right now is, is really a dynamic invitation to something different because people know I've got to do something different. I cannot live like this perpetually anymore because, you know, there's a certain level of suffering that people will put up with and they'll just sort of try to shove it to the background and, you know, have some time where they don't have it. So it's okay. And then it gets to a past a certain threshold and they're like, okay, I got to change something. And so what if we recognize that to a certain extent, what is going on in the world is actually pushing more people in that direction, the people that desire it, and they'll seek things like Anxiety Slayer podcast, for example, whereas before they may not have. They'll seek things like the tools of access consciousness where before they may not have. So if we can, if we can recognize that what's going on in the world may actually be, and I'll get back to the other stuff in the specifics, but I want to give it a sort of larger context. Sure. Um, if we look at what's going on in the world, it may actually be based on the requests that a lot of us have made to have a different world. It just never shows up the way we think it's going to. And so when I say that, some of you may go crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> I know I've, I've heard it before. That's okay. I thought I was crazy too. So I totally understand. Um, and I thought some of these concepts were crazy until I started exploring it and seeing what actually worked. Um, but one of the things you want to have in your awareness always is what's true for you makes you lighter. A lie always makes you heavier. So in this podcast, when I'm saying things, it may not be what you thought the world was, if it makes you lighter at all, or gives you more of a sense of peace, or gives you a sense of, ah, then it's true for you. And please, you know, don't follow me, follow you, follow only what's true for you. I'm just presenting things that I've seen help a lot of people around the world. And, and in order to have a different outcome, we've got to make different choices. We've, otherwise, you know, Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, what if 
the invitation that's in front of us is to do things totally differently. And what I'm so grateful for is with the tools of access consciousness, the tools to do things totally differently are there. Oh in my other gosh, words, they are there you know? in spades. And that's, well, and I, and I have to interject because now that, that I have been, it's been a year and a half now where access has been a major part of my everyday. And, and I'm just at the tiniest, teeniest tip of the iceberg, right? And, oh my gosh, you guys, this language, this knowing, this being in this space that I never expected, I never expected to go, oh, oh that's what's been happening my whole life that never made sense, you know? Oh my gosh, I can really look at things from interesting point of view. What else is possible? I can take my really cranky attitude and, and mood and switch it up pretty quickly. I can take anxiety often if I start to feel really anxious and really look at, oh, who does this belong to? And, and I go on and on because I'm so excited about what I found. I found treasure, like this explorer that found this treasure. And now I get to unpack the treasure box forever for the rest of my life. I love that. And that was my point of view too. 10, 20 years ago when I came to Access, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. a little bit of Christmas that Christmas keeps coming every day, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so grateful for your perspective because it's one thing for me to say it and people are like, well, you're trying to get me to do your thing. And I'm like, I no, I, that's <laughs> not me, <laughs> you know, but when somebody who's actually experienced it, you know, that's the, that's the gift because then people go, okay, it's possible for me. Yeah. And that's really what I'd like to present in this conversation. It's possible for you. It's possible for you to change this. So let's start talking about some of these tools. I just needed to give some of the a, sort of a, a larger perspective on this. And, and so one of the things, um, so you brought up, who does this belong to? And that's based on the idea that 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions don't belong to you. You're picking them up like a big psychic radio receiver, which is why I brought up that aspect of those who tend to have anxiety tend to be these highly sensitive, highly aware individuals to a degree that most people can't even fathom. Right. So they can't even see what's going on for you because it's not going on for them. You know, your volume knob is turned up to a thousand on people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions and judgments and points of view and suffering. And their volume knob is turned to one. How are they ever going to get you? They're not. So this is, this is for you and the acknowledgement that you're different. And what if that difference is a gift? Yeah. So who does this belong to as a way of beginning the acknowledgement and opening process and the undoing process of you buying all of this stuff is yours? Okay. And so, and people sometimes go, well, most people, here's the interesting part for me is most people with anxiety know that there are certain situations or certain people, especially that trigger anxiety more than others, you know? Um, a lot of times it's family, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, holidays, ah! you know, but why? Because you're going back into the old constructs where your job was to function a certain way. And you're aware of everybody's thoughts, feelings, and emotions and points of view that have been the same way ever since you were born. And they're still going to perpetrate that on you, even if you changed. And so a lot of people who have anxiety or would would um, 
identify themselves that way are are people who in, innately get this idea that you can pick up on stuff from other people. Mm-hmm. Most of the rest of the world doesn't, you know, and this is, this is one of the reasons I say, what if everything you thought was a wrongness of you is actually a strongness of you. And that's one thing to say it, which hopefully begins to open the door. It's another thing to, to, to live it from the perspective of it being a strongness. So let's, so the way, who does this belong to works? is very simple. Um, you just ask, who does this belong to? Um, and you ask it to any thought, any feeling, any emotion, any stress, any sense of anxiety. Also though, you can ask it to the sour stomach, the pains in your bodies, the, um, it, 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 and if it lightens up at all, it's not yours. It's something you're either aware of or something that you were around so often that you decided was you. You basically bought that as you, bought that as a part of your personality, bought that as a part of your makeup, bought that as a part of your reality. And now you're carrying it as though it's yours, trying to fix it. But if it wasn't yours, if you weren't the one that that chose to create it as yours, if you bought it from somebody else, it's like taking somebody else's is knapsack loaded with rocks and carrying it for them. And then you're like, well, you know, I can't get rid of this knapsack. Well, it's because it's not yours. And what you do is, so you ask, who does this belong to? And if it lightens up at all, any of the things that we talked about, or any any of these things, any energy, any stress, um, if it lightens up at all, it's not yours. Just ask to return it to sender with consciousness attached, or just return to sender. And then ask, what would be true for me that I'm not acknowledging? Or what is true for me that I'm not acknowledging? Now, one of the other things that may occur is you you get a little lighter, maybe a lot lighter when you return it. And then you're walking down the street a few minutes later and it seems like it comes back. Well, in that case, it's, see, there's two ways in which this works. There's a present time where you're aware of this in somebody's world. Like if you've ever walked in, uh, walked into the house and you knew as soon as your hand hit the door handle that your partner was upset about something or you're not even at the house and you're like, I need to call them what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's that level of awareness, but we have it with everyone and all the time. We're just not acknowledging it. And so it's like that. It's these, these little remnants of energy that come into our head. So who does this belong to can be where you're aware of something. And by the way, it also distance has very little relevance. Meaning you could be aware of somebody on the other side of the country or the other side of the world vibrating at a particular frequency and be picking it up as yours. So what do you do? Yes. Who does this belong to? You return to send. If it lightens up at all, even a tiny bit, you return to sender with consciousness attached. It gets lighter. Okay, cool. You may be done. That thing may not come back. Or you could be walking down the road five minutes or a day later and the same thing comes back and you're like, oh man, I thought I got rid of it. You again, you go, who does this belong to? But now you go, everything I did to buy this is mine when it wasn't. I now destroy and uncreate that. In other mm-hmm. words, I let that go. I'm undoing where I bought it as mine. And as you know, we have this clearing statement in access consciousness that works really dynamically um, that people can explore. Or we can do or not do. It's just. We can do little, it. Why not? 
Okay, so here's what we do. And if you want to, you can go to theclearingstatement.com where I explained it. It takes about 20 minutes. But basically, the clearing statement is based on the idea, like if you look at the walls in your room, they look solid, but science tells us they're 99.99999% space. It's just that we've decided they're solid. We've made them in the form of solid, so we can't walk through them. But what if we could undo that point of view? Maybe we could walk through walls. Who knows? But at the very least, what it does, it melts the solidity of the walls in your life. And this clearing statement for me, um, I'm so frustrated because I get interviewed a lot and very seldom do I get to use it. And it's one of the most potent tools in my arsenal that I want everybody in the world to have, you know? (laughs) Me too, because I'll tell you, before I interviewed you, I had uh, been turned on to one of your videos years ago. I think it was like 2008, right? And I was like, oh, this guy's this is interesting, right? And I've been I've been pock and potting things for years before <laughs> you did this Earth Day thing and before our interview. And I didn't really have a grasp of anything else other than I knew that I wanted to, to, to destroy and uncreate whatever I had just been thinking, whatever I had just judged. So that little piece stayed with me. And then wow. when I got to speak with you for the first time and then started practicing, I'm like, oh, yeah. So that's why I'm like, please share. Yes, please share. Oh, cool. Awesome. That is so cool. I love this backstory, too. It's so great. Awesome. Before we dive into the clearing statement, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back and dig in. Now a word from our sponsor, Better Help. Taking care of your mind is more important than you can possibly imagine how we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's really, really important to invest time and care into keeping your mind healthy. There are many ways to support a healthy brain, whether that be crossword puzzles, learning a new language, making time for power naps, and of course, there's BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes therapy is actually one of the healthiest things that you can do for your mind. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off at betterhelp.com slayer. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Slayer. Here's what we do. And, and as Shan mentioned, there's POC and POD, which stands for going back to the point of creation of you creating a limited point of view, whether it was last week or when you were a kid or 100 billion years ago, who knows? It doesn't matter. The consciousness of you knows. And every element of what is sticking us is an unconscious or anti-conscious element. So where we've gone against our knowing, we've taken a fixed point of view instead of having instead of having an unlimited point of view. This undoes that. And then the pod is the point of destruction. It's the destructive side of the same thing um, because you got to get both. So um, here's what you do. You go, okay, so who does this belong to? Return to sender with consciousness attached. And if it comes back, you go everywhere I bought that as mine when it wasn't. And everything I've created and uncreated as a result, I now destroy and uncreate it. And then you could do the short form, which is pock and pod, like pock and pod all that. Or you could do the long form, which is right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. 
And once again, there's that's short for about, I don't know, six pages of material that I explained at theclearingstatement.com if you're interested. But if you incorporate that, not just in this element and realm of who does this belong to, but in your life where there's something that comes up and you got an energy and you don't know what to do, you go, pock and pot, all that, pock and pot, everything that allows that to exist. And it's so wonderful. You know how they have cancel clear? Well, I'm sorry, this shit don't work, okay? No <laughs> offense to anybody using cancel clear because I used to use it too. Pock and pot actually works. Cancel clear is like, I'm trying to change something that I know that isn't working, but it doesn't have any energetic connection or basis to go back to where you created that in the first place. Pock and pot actually does. And it's been used by millions of people around the world and is every day. So there's enough behind it that it actually will start changing things. So, but the idea is this, who does this belong to thing is so big. And one of the things um, that I noticed friends of mine having is a lot of interesting body stuff lately, as you're mentioning. And we were looking at that because one of the things is that our bodies, this may sound a little woo-woo to some people, but a lot of people be like, oh, that makes sense. Our bodies function as this sort of collective of awareness of bodies. Like they are doing their best. Like your body will try to heal the body next to you. Part of what goes along with anxiety, and I ask people this when they say, I've got anxiety and I need to change. I'm like, okay, so truth, are you a healer? And we know the answer for you, Shan. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't create an anxiety slayer podcast without wanting to heal people, you know, make their lives better. But people who are like lawyers and engineers and moms and, you know, it's like, what? So... If you can acknowledge that you're actually a healer, then the next step is everything you have done to cut off your awareness that you actually desire to heal people's bodies and that you actually desire to heal the world, which is part of why you try to take on their emotional stuff and their physical stuff, because you figure if you can take on enough, then you can make them better and heal them and they'll be happy and the world will be different and we can all Okay, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Will you destroy and uncreate that, please? <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And destroy is, think of it as this, okay? With our points of view, we erect a prison cell around us because our point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. So, which I was saying earlier, when you look through the eyes of anxiousness or anxiety, everything gives you more cause for that. When you look through the eyes of peace and joy, everything seems easy and spacious. It's our point of view that creates our reality. It determines what we will um, perceive and also receive. And so this, with this, um, I just, my ADHD just kicked in, forgot where the next place was, where my head was going. <laughs> Darn. Oh, so right. when you're a healer and you desire to, to create change for people, you'll do anything that you can to try to make people feel better. And most of us don't acknowledge that we have that. A lot of us don't acknowledge that we actually care that much about everybody. And we care even about the people who abused us. We care even about the people who left us and made it our fault, even though we know it wasn't us. We, you know, we just care. That caring that you have is a gift. And it often gets buried in the 
the wrongness that you sense for not having been perfect enough to be able to change people the way you want them to change or the way you knew they should be able to or the way they said they wanted to. So let's do this. Everywhere you're making yourself wrong for not being able to take on enough to heal people's bodies, to heal their anxiety, to heal their stress, to heal their insanity, to heal their genuine unhappiness, or not genuine, their general unhappiness, um, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Oh, my ADHD kicked back in in the other direction. So as I was saying, with our points of view, we erect a prison cell around us because our point of view determines our reality. And so when I say, will you destroy and uncreate, what I'm saying is, will you destroy the structure that you have used, the, the solidity with which you have created things in any particular thing with this clearing statement? And then will you uncreate, meaning will you take your creative energy out of maintaining the walls mm -hmm. and the limited points of view so that it's again available for you to create your life? And you feel so much lighter. You've, if, if there's anything that I could say to sum things up in this short period of time with my relationship with excess is I'm starting to feel lighter again. I'm starting to feel like Shan that used to ride her bike down the street, you know, <laughs> going and getting flowers for my mother, even if it was like the whole bulb pulled out of the ground and take here, mom, look what I brought for you. You know, like this, this one that was just uh, so larger than life yeah. that had somehow allowed and, uh, and whatever, if it was an invitation, an allowance, a protection, whatever it was, that heaviness, that heaviness, you know, I can just feel my body going forward, 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 forward. And now it's like, oh, you know, kind of like, oh, this is so much lighter. Thank you. Wow. I'm so glad you said that. So here's what I realized about so many people who have anxiety. Oh, my goodness. That, that, that Shan, you know, that Shan that's like, I'm here. I'm riding my bike down the road. I'm, here's the whole flower and the ball and everything. <laughs> Hi, mama. You know? And that, we're, we're taught that is a wrongness. And yes. I was taught it was a wrongness my whole life. And I got to the place 20 years ago where I was going to end my life if things didn't change because I had stress, I had anxiety, I had depression, and I didn't want to be here anymore because I'm more like this, you know, more like you. And my whole life I was told I couldn't be. Yeah. So how many of you out there, and this is the way the clearing statement works, by the way, we're just naturally getting into it. How many of you out there at an earlier point in your life that you may not even remember right now were too much, mm -hmm. more than you were supposed to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Some of you way too much, way too much for normal, way too much for normal people, way too much for your parents, way too much for your friends, way too much for a relationship, way too much for a wife, for a husband. Some of you right now are way too much for your kids and turning it down even more. And we just, we were like the frog in the water, you know, when you put it in the lukewarm water, it just stays in there. And then you turn up the heat slowly and eventually it boils to death. You know, how many of you were actually too much? And right now, part of what creates anxiety for you and stress for you, for you and your body is that you have this explosive supernova energy available that you were suppressing. And I don't know if you were suppressing an atom bomb inside your body, how much stress and anxiety would it create? So everything that is, okay, so we're gonna do a couple of clearings. One, everything that doesn't allow you to perceive, to know, to receive if this is actually true for you, 
And if it is to be whatever it's going to take to change it with ease, and you don't have to know what it is. This is where you ask the universe provides. Will you destroy and uncreate everything that is please? If the answer is yes, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. One of the things I found in working with thousands of people is I'll ask them, okay, how old are you being when you have anxiety, for example? Okay, because there's an earlier age that will come up because what happens is, well, be, let me explain it after because it's actually better if we just go with the energy. So number one, how old are you being when you have anxiety and or the stuff that's going on in your body right now? And we'll turn this more toward bodies in just a little bit, okay? But how old are you being? Or how old was the first time where you were taught that you couldn't be too much? Okay, and usually I ask, hey, what happened? And the reason I'm asking what happened is because you as a being know, and there's some energy that you will become aware of, even if you're not really aware what you're aware of. Because we try to put it into, oh, mom did this, or dad did this, or I did this. A lot of times it was a combination of all kinds of things. But if you just look at the energy, like put a spotlight on the energy, it's not about defining those things. It's like, oh, there's the energy. That's where it is. Yes, totally. Cool. Totally. Cool. So whatever age that is, everything that you decided, everything that you chose, all the decisions, the judgments, the conclusions, the computations, all of the projections, the expectations, the separations, and the rejections of you, the being, and everywhere you went, well, if I can't beat them, I'm going to join them. Or if I can't heal them, I'm going to become them, and then I'll find out how to heal them. Or if they don't like me the way I am, fine, I'm going to compress my whole world. Everything that is, will you rescind, revoke, recant, Reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate it all, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Holy moly. Oh, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. You took me right back to the music room in first or second grade when this... Mrs. Hamilton told me that I was a prima donna. Oh. <laughs> and I probably was. Right. Playing my, playing my flute. And I put Well, the, hello. I what's wrong flute, with I know. What's wrong with that? I put the flute down, never played it again. Oh, oh, that's my girl. That's yeah. Shan. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fine. Uh -oh. no, screw you. you. I'm not playing mm -hmm. that again. That's right. Here, watch. Give me a knife. I'm cutting off my nose directly to spite my face. Thank you very right. much. Right. Yep. Oh, so man. how many of you did something like that? And how many of you were like, F you, you can't make me. Uh-uh. Bye-bye. And you have been compressing your life ever since yep. as a way of you being right and supposedly making them wrong. Everything that is times a godzillion. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh, my goodness. See, this, this is why I say, what if everything you thought was a wrongness is actually a strongness? Because the way it shows up later in life is intense anxiety, but also anytime you go to be that thing, like in this case, anytime you be to go that thing, that's, uh, when you go to be the thing, when you go in that direction of that just unbridled joy at being what you're being, playing that flute up there like, oh, I got this, uh-huh. 
And then we get totally invalidated for our being. So all those times, and you may, after this podcast, you listen to it, you may notice other times. What do you do? You just go, okay, so everything that was and everything that allows this to exist, destroy and uncreate it, pock and pock, or pot and pock, either way works, or the whole clearing statement like I do, because I've got OCD in addition to my ADHD, and um, I want to make sure to get the whole thing all the time, but pot and pock, pock and pod works just the same, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so... So all of those places then that you were shining and somebody came along and because, and here's the weird part, okay, is, is when somebody does something to a little kid, like for example, they're shining and they're being too much and somebody else has a problem with it. And so they sort of beat them down or compress them or judge them or yell at them or, or what, just give them that energy that shuts them down. Well, that little kid will now in the future, whenever somebody else is shining and being them, they will do the same thing that was done to them. So when you were there shining and being you, what she was telling you was, here's what happened to me and here's, you are beyond the box of what is supposed to be because I was taught that a long time ago and now I'm gonna teach you. Yes. So everything that was done to all of us where people came down on us for being something that was too much, when it was actually because we were pushing the boundaries of their reality or because it was exactly what was done to them when they were too much. And so we decided we can't be the too much. And then we have been our own judge against us every time we get to be too much and oftentimes judge others the way we were judged and shut them down. And then we feel bad because that's not the way we want to be, but it brings up such an intense energy that we have to, and we feel really weird and we feel anxious. Everything that is <laughs> times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate all that, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh my goodness. And there's something I like to ask in this situation that can help us a lot is, what would happen if you treated people the way you should have been treated, not the way you were treated? Because we tend to treat people the way we were treated as though that's the way to treat people because when we were treated that way, we had no idea how to treat people. So we're like, oh, that's how we do it. Not even from malice or ill intent or unkindness, right. but from, oh, that's what we do. Oh, and the okay. Same, and the same thing with how we treat our bodies. And the, 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 the judgment and whatever we learned and whatever we see and, and how many times do we judge our sweet bodies that. in one day? And, yeah. and, oh, man, I mean, it's just, it's just astounding. I'm wor really working on when I pass by the mirror to be like, hey, 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 you know, and I'll just crack up. And, and still, it's, it's work that we have to do. But we do, we learn to really? judge our body. So when we're suffering with anxiety, and we're starting to, to feel constricted, and all of the things that are coming down, then we're on top of that judging ourselves for feeling that way, right, wanting it and not knowing really what to do. And that's one of the beautiful, beautiful things about this clearing statement is that we can stop, I mean, to first ask, who does this belong to? And, and to work through that and then to clear it and to clear it as many times as you need to clear it. And then to ask yourself questions like, what else is possible? That question will set you free. What else is possible? 
right now. Oh yes. my goodness. Oh, what do I know to do? Oh, my anxiety is through the roof. I need to get away from the screen. I need to get outside. I need to hug a tree, lay on the ground, look at a flower, give some gratitude to Mother Earth. What, whatever that, you know, that's that's my choice. That's why I start my day in my garden every day. And we can be sweeter to ourselves. We can learn to flip this around. That. And one other, and you said it so brilliantly, and one other thing I want to add is a real simple thing that you can do is whenever you notice any part of the anxiety come up, you can go, who does this belong to? Um, and then, or also, or both, what I do is, is what I learned that I could do is for anything that comes up over and over and over again, what I do is as soon as I notice it come up, rather than trying to even figure out what it is, after I, after I, sort of go through my process of the, who does this belong to? Pod and pock when I bought it is mine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it comes up again and I'm like, okay. Now what I do is I go, okay, everything that allows it to exist, destroy and create it, pock and pod. Mm. Everything allows it to exist, destroy and create it, pock and pod. And I'll do that one, two, three or four times. And it'll usually dissipate even if a little bit. And then I notice myself, I don't know, a little while later, it seems like it's gotten less. And then if it, and then the next time it occurs, everything allows it to exist, destroy and create, pock and pot. And because what you're doing with every time you do that, you're, you're pulling out one of its roots and you have no idea how many roots are or how deep they go or what they're connected to. But that's the beauty of it is here's you making a different choice. Yeah. And there's nothing more empowering than making a different choice. Yes. And so eventually you change it, which is really cool. So um, I love the idea also of, of unplugging, getting in nature, giving gratitude to Mother Earth, because our bodies function so dynamically in a, with a sense of connection and communion with Earth and vibrate energetically like the Earth. So let's talk about a couple things that um, I... I'm going to try to say this with, with the no point of view that I actually have, except people get triggered with certain conversations. So um, I'm going to do That's my best, right. but yeah. okay. But it needs to be said for this conversation. Okay. So I'll just tell you the story. So um, <clears throat> my good friend Gary and his daughter were, she was feeling really depressed and didn't know what to do. And he was actually feeling depressed and weird. And his body was doing all these weird things. And, and depressed is not his thing, okay? <laughs> Just not him. Hey. And they were looking at this. And because what we do in Access is we ask questions. What is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? So they were asking this. And I had a conversation with them too. And then there was this awareness that came up. And, they, and what they asked was, how much are our bodies trying to heal the bodies of those people getting vaccines? Oh, Yeah especially the, the people that are getting vaccines in some poor, sort of forced direction, but also um, trying to undo whatever are the things that so many people are having as these side effects and these different things and, and just the shift in energy of bodies, et cetera, that gets created. And it was huge because right after having that awareness, I, I had hundreds of people literally contacting me going, I've got this, I'm depressed, I've got this. And I was, and I, 
So I sent him a snippet of this conversation um, that I uh, printed out. And, and I was like, so here's one thing that you can do is ask your body, how much is it trying to heal people who've gotten vaccines? And probably, you know, certain portion of people listening have gotten vaccines and some of them feel good about it and some of them feel stressed about it and some of them felt good and they're having weird symptoms that, you know, like there's so many things that are going on. Yeah. So what if you're not right for getting one? What if you're not wrong for getting one? But what if we can take this out of the right and wrong conversation and go, okay, what awareness are our bodies having of other people's bodies that we can't even begin to fathom? Cause it's not even mental. It's a body to body conversation because okay. they're, you know, they communicate on their own level all the time. And we act like it should all go through my head. I should understand it. Uh-uh. <laughs> it doesn't go through your head. You don't understand it. And I wrote the book on body whispering and I don't understand it. I just know I can listen to it, you know? Yeah. So let's do this. So everything your body is doing to try to give you the information of what's going on with other bodies and everywhere you're trying to heal the bodies of beings who are not willing to have their body healed and everywhere you're trying to take it on because you figure once again, if I just take enough on, then my body, if my body takes enough on, then my body can change it all for all the bodies on the planet. Well, you now rescind, revoke, recant, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, call nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And will you ask your body to stop taking stuff from all the bodies of all the people who are having vaccines and side effects? And if you did have the vaccine, ask your body what it is going to take to dissipate and change whatever creates the side effects if you've had any and hopefully you haven't and that would be my wish for you um so because and this is a hot topic for so many reasons and a hot topic i don't even desire to go into other than this to give people this awareness and this because it should be a choice from my point of view and i want to give people the the awareness of how to connect with your body and, and start letting this go because if if a lot of people with a lot of the body stuff it's like they're aware of the other bodies they're aware especially dynamically of vaccinated bodies and the effects that are being created and trying to heal and change it somehow but you can't right and so you have to ask your body not to and this who does this belong to thing really goes into that it really does so you were so kind and sharing a a recording from one of your classes that um, that I'm not a participant in and that I that I haven't that was called the Maestro Mash. Not that our listeners oh, that. know that, but it it covered this topic so beautifully, and I think I've listened to it now probably 30 times, maybe more, every day, because I could tell what my body was doing from like it just was. Oh, that's that's what's happening. That's that's what's happening for me. I realize yeah. this is this is for me, but in listening to a, a conversation similar to this one and really allowing to myself to know that, and and to come back to this, who does this belong to, and and to and to love my sweet body and to listen to it and to follow my knowing, and that's that's all we can do. Yeah, and that, and it's. It's an interesting thing also from my perspective to 
have been part of developing this body of work that has so many aspects to it. And, and to realize that there are, there are many other things that we can do, but that it, it requires we have to do other things first before we get to those things, you know? Right. Of course. And it's like, I mean, that's part of the reason why access has so much to it and so many different classes and whatever, but um, because there's so much that's available and possible. And I think a lot of us know it and, and we've been looking for it and, and to a dynamic degree, it's within us and our bodies in a way that I don't think many of us have ever even begun to acknowledge. And if we can see our bodies not as the effect, but they appear to be the effect because they are trying to create a change. And for example, like people who have, um, you know, uh, let's just say a lot of judgments of their bodies. You know, psychology calls it body dysmorphic disorder. I'm like, you have a word disorder for everything. I'm so impressed. You know, it's like, there's so many disorders. I'm like, are there any orders? Like, is there anything that works? Oh, no, no, we don't deal with that. I'm like, okay. Anyway, um, but what I realized was to such a dynamic degree, that was people who picked up on other people's judgments of their bodies and other people judging their bodies and tried to heal it. Which is why I asked that question, are you a healer of everybody? And is your, body a, is your body a healer? And even though for some people, it sounds like a weird question, like, oh, I don't get what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I know, I, I do get that. And um, I used to have a similar idea because I was like, I don't think so. Um, but so everything your body is doing to try to heal all the other bodies of the world and everywhere you uh, you haven't said, hey, body, please, um, maybe if you're going to do it, only do it for the for the beings whose bodies actually willing to have it. Or maybe we could do this in a different way that is not so stressful or painful for us. Everything that doesn't allow you to actually have that awareness that it's possible to ask that and just have that energetic conversation with your body will you destroy an uncreated fleet. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and yawns. Okay. I uh, so, I realized that my mother just had her hip replaced last week, <clears throat> and also a tendon that had apparently torn from her. Anyway, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so she's been living in this excruciating pain that really wasn't the hip; it was the tendon. Like it was no longer connected for a really long time, right? Uh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know how many months ago it was. Doesn't matter. I was getting this crazy hip pain. Just like, I'm thinking, no, I'm doing yoga. I'm moving. I'm like, whatever. And if it, and if it weren't for access, I think I would have been certain it was mine. But I started mm -hmm. to question. And then she started to talk about her hip. And then the next thing I know, she's going in and getting this work done. And so I share this because this is such a true, of course, I want to heal my mama. Of course, my, yeah. my body wants to. And, and so as soon as I could get to that space of, oh, who does this belong to? And, and pod and pocket and, and send it back and then send as much love and sweetness and contribution as I could so that she could move through everything 
as beautifully as possible, as much ease, joy, and grace as possible. Now she's home, she's recovering, and hopefully things are, are going to go well for her. And, and I won't tell you that that pain is completely gone for me, but I'm going to be really, really interested in knowing what happens when she starts feeling a lot better and is more mobile and, and out, out and about in the world. And that's just one example of the kinds of things that, that our bodies will take on that we didn't necessarily in our brains ask for it. It's something yeah. we did for somebody we love. Yeah. And that, that is what we do and we do it and we can see it once again, we can see it really dynamically for the people that we love and care about. It's a very strange thing to realize that you're doing it for people you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for as many bodies as you can. And it's like, wow, what an amazing concept, you know, and in the body whispering book, I talk a lot about this and it's, it's because it's so vital because it's, it's kind of like if, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if if you were living in smoke and you didn't know it and everybody was like, wow, we need to get glasses. We need to get glasses. We need to get glasses. And then like, no, actually we're living on a plateau of a volcano and we've never been off of the plateau. Um, I just went down below the smoke and we don't need glasses actually. You know, like it's like, it's something that is so prevalent and present with us, but we haven't, we it's like we just it's never been presented so we don't even have the concept you know yeah and so i go into this a lot because we do this all the time both mentally and emotionally and the interesting part is one it it, the biggest part which is why um i'm so grateful for us having this conversation the biggest part is is allowing your brain to open up enough to get this awareness that this is a possibility and that this is a very dynamic possibility for what might be going on. And then you can walk the path of actually undoing it and unlocking it. Or you can just not know whether it is or not and ask the questions and it'll work anyway. Yeah. Live in the questions, people live in the questions. Please, 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 please. Please. And so this, this book for me has so many of these conversations in it, but one of the things I love about it is somebody off the street who doesn't even have any connection to their body, nor any personal development experience at all. can actually read this book and go through and get it because it's there. It's presented in this way that is step one, step two, step three, but it doesn't feel like step by step by step. It's like, here's this concept. Here's this, here's a tool, here's a thing to use, here's this. And by the end, you're just like, oh my God, I like my body a lot more than I did, you know? Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. It's such a great book. And I highly recommend our listeners check it out. And you have even so kindly made the first chapter available for people to, I don't know if it's an audio book or, or something that they can read, but um I don't remember, uh, but it's at bodywhisperingbook.com. So anybody interested in learning more and getting your own copy and checking out the first chapter, you're going to love it. Get get the book. And that one's on audio, by the way. Yes. Is the whole book on audio yet? Not yet. I am okay. in the process. Okay. I, I can't help myself. I like, did the same thing with, uh, <laughs> with being you. I'm like, okay, I'm buying the book, but now I have to listen to the audio. Right. Uh, I do the same thing. <laughs> 
we can do that. It's yeah. it's in progress. I so desire to have the time and space to actually get the book recorded. I am yeah. in progress. I've done about a third of it so far. So oh, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I must say that I could I could talk to you for the rest of the day. Like seriously, I could just la la la, but I know you have other things to get on to and <laughs> and it is Dane time. We're we are past an hour. So where would you like to leave us today? And also, will you come back and talk to us again? Oh, I would love to come back and talk. And uh, so as far as where to leave is, if we could begin to get the concept and the possibility that what is occurring in the world right now is opening a totally different door for how we can be and what we can choose with us and our bodies. and Let's start asking what's right about this I'm not getting. Because if we do, we'll start to perceive the possibilities rather than the impossibility that's being presented to us, which from my point of view is a big part of the thing that is changing is those that always wanted, those that were able to keep people down by presenting the worst possible scenario, the fear, the stress, the death, the blah, 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 blah. People are starting to see through the bullshit. Yes. So. Let's ask, let's ask that. And let's also ask what else is possible beyond this reality that I've never considered before in every area. And if we would allow ourselves to begin to ask more questions and then see what it's like when we ask, like from an earnest place of being willing to have something different than our conclusion show up and then allow ourselves to actually step into this really magical space, really, of becoming the question becoming a question rather than a conclusion in the world and when you do your world starts to become malleable but also your body starts to become malleable yeah it starts to have this sense of not the solidity of this is and this is the problem and this 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 but it starts to actually have this sense of this gift of being a malleable creature that can change not just with force and effort but with invitation and gratitude. And lastly, that our level of gratitude determines our level of joy and our level of peace in life. And please, every day, please write down one thing you're grateful for, one person you're grateful for, one thing you're grateful for about your body, and one thing you're grateful for about your being. And just keep an ongoing gratitude list because you can. And when when you're feeling real crunchy and brittle or really anxious and stressed or really caved in, go through your gratitude list and just let it let it speak to you. These are the things that that melt us back into us because when we're being us, we're not forceful and we're not we're not crunchy, you know. When we're being us, we are we are like these melty, beautiful creatures. And let's give ourselves the freedom to choose that again. At least more yes. of that in our yes, life. Yes, more of that, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Dane, thank you so much. I just, it's been such a pleasure to share this time with you. I think we covered some really powerful, powerful topics for our listeners. They're going to come away. 
maybe scratching their head and also feeling really good, even if they don't know why. <laughs> Love that part. Right? <laughs> I, so do much, I do too. I really appreciate you. Thank you. That was Dr. Dane here, body whisperer, best-selling author, and the co-creator of Access Consciousness. You can learn more about his amazing book, Body Whispering, at bodywhisperingbook.com. You want to check that out. And thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer.